We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hi, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball, and this is the seventh episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Now, if you're hearing this on a Thursday or a Friday, I am on vacation. I am taking probably the first uh, little break that I've had from any sort of you know basketball or real life in well over a year. But I didn't want to leave you without any audio content. So for this uh, you know special episode, I decided I would you know ask my guests to join me. Uh, there's someone I've known for going on 16 years. Uh, it'll be 16 years soon. And it just so happens that the day this podcast will release is our 10th wedding anniversary. I have my wife, Mary Henderson, on tonight. And, uh, you know, due to some uh, audio, uh, I don't know, just technical difficulties, I'm recording this. I'm recording this in the basement and Mary is on our first floor. So as much as I'd hoped to be able to look her in the eye as we do this podcast, it's uh, strange. She's on a separate floor of the house. How are you doing tonight, hon? I'm good. How are you? I am tired, but I'm glad that I actually got you on the podcast. You were an extremely hard person to book. Um, this might be a little niche for some of my followers, but, uh, you know, my uh, my wife, Mary, uh, has been, you know, with me. We've been together for a very long time. She has had to uh, deal with me during all sorts of Mavs fandom, and I th- really just kind of wanted to, to, to quiz you a little bit on your Mavs fandom and see where you are with things right now. Um you know, before, you know, before we get started, like to, with, with some of my, you know, deeper questions, as I see if you've really been paying attention to the stuff I read, write and talk about, what is like your first uh, basketball memory uh, with me? Uh, my first basketball memory with you 
is probably you watching Mavs games up in the common room of the dorm where we both live. When we were watching them on, on that weird TV. It was like did an I old make, school big screen. Did I make you watch games with me or did you just kind of come hang out because I was like borderline obsessive in 2004? Uh, you made me watch games with you. Yeah. What is like, like at what point, um, at what point did you go from kind of being, you know, the, the, the person who, you know, had to watch games with me because I was really obnoxious about it to like actually enjoying basketball? Um, I didn't hate basketball. I am a sports fan generally. And although my personal primary fandom is baseball, um, I do like the competitive nature. So like we watched playoff games together. We watched Lakers games together because we were in college in LA. So that was what was available to us. Um, and then of course we watched baseball and football and all kinds of other things. So um, I think that I really became a Mavs fan in 2009 when I moved out here and you watched all the games <laughs> instead of just watching a few games here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you, what, what is like the, what is your like favorite Mavs memory? And then what's the memory that, uh, that you really wish you could get out of your head that, that had to do with your Mavs sports fandom? Um, uh, this is probably like a slightly sad memory, but like Dirk's last game, I think is relatively recent, really sat in my mind and just like the whole organization really rallying around him after what had been kind of a tough year for the organization. And, you know, Luca obviously was the highlight, but with the scandal and everything, and then everyone just sort of coming together and all of the past players and all of the people who he had idolized all coming and saying, you know, goodbye and thank you. You are important. Um, that was a great memory. Uh, a memory I wish I could forget. Uh, it was probably, you know, I think the Golden State series where they lost when they were the one seed, that is painful. That is just. Were we living together then or were you in law school? Well, it was when I was in law school and I was out here. Really? Uh, so. Oh, was it was like your first summer. Uh God, I was a mess because I was going to say I remember watching the like the 2006 finals in your uncle's basement on that tiny TV and they had won mm -hmm. they had won the first two and then things things went bad very very quickly and I didn't have a job and I <laughs> was just kind of a mess because like the Mavs the Mavs and you and I were like the only thing that I really had going for me and then the Mavs collapsed and then I didn't have a job that's like one of those things that really sticks out to me because that was god that was going uh, 13 years ago now and like that that was just that was terrible well what about uh who are some of your favorite Mavs over the years um <laughs> I love Luca, of course, and Dirk, because those are the obvious answers. But I actually was super jazzed that Seth Curry is back because I also loved Seth Curry. <laughs> and I like the like underdog little brother kind of thing. And I just I think he's a good basketball player. He hustles, he works really hard. Um it's better to watch than a lot of the people who have played on the team in the last few years. Uh as much as you hated him, I like Harrison Barnes. Um, he plays very technical basketball, and so for someone who is not someone who's played basketball all the time, or someone who has watched basketball for thirty plus years, like 
that's kind of an enjoyable style for me. Um, you liked his wife though too. Like you were partial. I also to liked their, his so... wife, and they, she has a good blog, and they did good community service. Um, yeah, no, they're good people. Other than that, who else have I really liked watching? Um, I love yeah. watching Chandler Parsons in the tire fire. <laughs> I what hated else? Lamar Odom. That was yeah. Terrible. Yeah, did you see the book stuff with him this week? Did you read that that book excerpt that the Dallas uh, Dallas Magazine published? I did. I read that, and I read the excerpts of his book that he published about like yeah, that's what the I time mean, when he was one. with the Mavs. Yeah, that was a mess. And now he's going to do Dancing with the Stars. Oh God, I didn't know that. Yeah, <sighs> he's on the season of Dancing with the Stars. I'm like <sighs> maybe he almost died two years ago. That is not first priority, but. Well, I mean, he's a like he's an outstanding athlete. Like he's the kind of guy who, had he played like like in 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 the the way the NBA is played now, he'd be a top twenty five player. He was he was just he he was like kind of properly you know the Lakers used him really well in twenty ten when he was on the the U S World Cup team. Like he was arguably their best player. He was so good, and then his life just kind of you know his, his life fell apart in a hurry. And like I I didn't really understand that at the time. I I, I was you know I'm older now and less of less of an asshole so it's I, I really didn't care for him at the time so he really he really drove me drove me crazy do you have um so so what what has been you know we have a we have a small three and a half year old son what has in terms of like watching him watch basketball what's that been like like it particularly is because we've gone to have we gone to two or three maps games with him yeah okay we didn't take him when he was a baby, but we took him when he was, he was about, he was almost two and then almost three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's funny what he picks up from your fandom. So it's funny how quickly he took to Luca and his adopted Luca is his player. Well, that was yeah. easy because like I just kind of kept telling him Luca was the best. Like that's different. <laughs> but So for everyone who doesn't know, um, when our three-year-old plays basketball with Kirk, he says that he is Luca and daddy is Dirk and I am coach Carlisle. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's and been he really also funny. Really, and, he also really likes Ryan Brokoff. Oh, he loves Ryan Brokoff. And he likes him because he wears glasses like daddy. And he likes him <laughs> because he likes the way that he talks. And he was really excited because when we were at the Mavs game this year, um, we live in D.C., so there aren't a ton of Mavs fans, and the Mavs fans who were there were really there for Dirk and Luca. And so pretty much everyone else was just, like, walking by with no fanfare. Like, no one cared, um, except for Parker and the people around us. He'd been telling them, we're like, who are you here to see? I'm here to see Luca and Ryan Brokoff. And it was so funny because he, Ryan Brokoff was one of the last people going into the locker room. And the guys who were right in front of us as they were walking to the tunnel were like, hey, bro, bro, this guy is your biggest fan. And we were like, Parker, can you say Ryan Brokoff? And he said it one time and then clammed up and looked utterly miserable in all of the pictures, which is hilarious because he was so excited. And so to this day, he still talks about Ryan Brokoff, his friend Ryan Brokoff, who plays for the Mavericks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I the, the Mavs play here a month before his fourth birthday. I feel like it's early February. We still, we're still figuring out if we're going to go. But I, I think we might have to just for, for that for an opportunity at that sort of interaction again. Um, so for everybody that doesn't know, you know, I, I've been online for far too long, but it was, 
it was really Mary who who kicked me into doing something in terms of uh, of writing because we watched some games in 2009 and 2010, and I don't think we actually bought League Pass because we didn't have any money until 2012, yeah. 2013, the year after they won the title. And that was obviously the Lamar Odom year. And that was the year that I spent just so like mad. And I feel like it was the tail end of that year where I got an opportunity uh, uh, where Rob Mahoney, who's now a Sports Illustrated, asked me if I could cover a game one night. And that, you know, that was you were the one who really told me that I needed to do that more often, primarily because I was scaring our dog. And that was so much calmer when you wrote. Well, because I needed something to do. And, and, you know, but, but since all that, like, what is, what is the, the, what's the worst part about, about dealing with a, a, a part-time sports blogger, uh, for, you know, uh, for a spouse? 100% the worst part is you pausing and rewinding and recording shots during the game for like 12 minute spans when you're trying to get the perfect 15 seconds of footage. Wow. <laughs> Very wow. disruptive. <laughs> okay, maybe I won't do that this year. Um, all right. It's well, it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I think we need to take a quick break and get to our advertisers, but we'll be right back with my wife, Mary Henderson. Uh, thanks for sticking around. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Okay, guys, uh, we're back with my wife, Mary Henderson. This uh, podcast is airing on our 10th anniversary. Uh, I wanted to bring her on for a number of reasons. And the, the main reason is actually because she spits off the most fire takes when it comes to Mavs-related social media. Uh, I pay attention to a lot of Maverick-related stuff, but I'm, I'm just kind of aging out of, of using certain types of things, and I just don't have the bandwidth to pay attention anymore. So I'll often get told things by Mary that I, I probably should know as a reporter or, you know, whatever I am, you know, part-time sports fan blogger, but I really just kind of miss the boat on a lot of stuff. And so I've asked her the last several weeks as I've been, you know, getting into this podcast to uh, to really kind of give me a, a heads up on uh, uh, what sort of social media stuff she thinks I'm missing and really where where the Mavs market generally is just not talking enough about these sorts of things. So what, what, why don't you why don't you start us off on and all we, we can just uh, we can just go with it. Okay, so if we're going to be timely. Then no, we it's talk about we don't need Seth to be timely. Oh, that no. <laughs> kind of timely. You want to start with that first. Okay. Yeah. So 
Seth Curry got married this past weekend. He got married on September 14th. And he married Callie Rivers, who is Doc Rivers' daughter and Austin Rivers' sister. And obviously, Seth Curry is Steph Curry's brother. And his sister played collegiate basketball and is married to a different Golden State Warrior. So this is like NBA royalty wedding right here. Um, and it was good. Like, the pictures were good. They were funny. Steph kind of stole the show. Um, <laughs> he he and Aisha had a hilarious dance that kind of went viral over the weekend that they were dancing into the wedding. Um, I have to say I give them a D plus for fashion. Why? Because he wore a pink tuxedo jacket with black lapels. Mm. It was like I, pale pink. He's saying I couldn't pull that off. I'm saying that if I had told you to wear that for our wedding, you would have been like, absolutely not. We're not getting married. <laughs> Why? What's so bad about the pink with the black lapel? I don't understand. It just, it looks weird. I don't know. It looks weird. He matched the bridesmaids. So maybe that's <laughs> okay. my but the groom doesn't match the bridesmaids, right? Mm-hmm. And his groomsman looks normal. I don't know. And her after party dress was much prettier than her wedding dress. Wow. Okay. Fire takes. There you go. You asked. Sure. What's next on the list? She has four pages of notes. Hey, somebody has to pay attention during the summer to people's social media profiles. Um, do you want to talk about Mav's babies? Yes. Okay. So Seth Curry has a one-year-old daughter, but recent babies, um, Parker's good friend, Ryan Brokoff, had his son, whose name is Jackson James, who was born on June 17th. And then J.J. Berea had a baby on July 26th. It's a little boy. It's his third kid. His name is also Jose Juan Berea. And so that was exciting. He wrote about it for the Mavs. Um, and he basically said his baby's crying and pooping. There's not much else to report. <laughs> is, was there a third one, or am I making that up? Um, I think you're making that up. I think those are the only two who had babies. Okay. At least whose social media profiles indicate that they definitively had a partner who gave birth. Sure. Um, so that was kind of fun, and their babies are both cute. You can look at their Instagrams if you are curious, or you can hop on the MAPS website if you want to see JJ Barea. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, we had two players graduate from college. Jalen Brunson graduated and Justin Jackson graduated. And then they each got custom Kickstradamus shoes from the Mavs organization as college graduation presents. I didn't know either so of these things. Cool. Why didn't I know yeah. this? This is embarrassing. I don't know. You follow Kickstradamus. Well, yeah, so... I should absolutely know the Kickstradamus thing. But that you're going to have to show me those later. Yeah, they're cool. And so... You know, team president doing her thing and presenting the shoes. And there was a cute little social media opportunity for them. And that was good. Um, Justin Jackson also got engaged. Mm, okay. You're he got engaged this, in the Maldives. Yeah. That was awesome. He stayed in some sort of hut that had a glass bottom or walking on some sort of hut that had a glass bottom. And so far, based on my social media stalking, I like his fiance. She looks like she's fun and <laughs> She made him dress up to do Harry Potter trivia. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I meant, okay, back in on Justin Jackson. I've been a little tentative for a while. Okay. 
he's apparently at least heading in the right direction in his personal life. Right. What else um, we got? Let's see what. Do you want to talk FIBA World Cup? Absolutely. Okay, so the Mavs had two players who were tangentially related to the FIBA World Cup. Jalen Brunson spent all summer working out in Las Vegas and L.A. with Team USA. He was on their practice squad, so he didn't yeah, make the, select the FIBA team. team. Yeah, it was not an issue that he didn't make that embarrassment. Um, no, he was fine. But Maxi Kleber played on the German national team. Right. And so that was exciting. And so they were pretty good. And there were some pretty funny pictures of him and his teammates, including Daniel Seif, mm. who is – he still plays here at the Celtics. I think so. Um, he might, yeah. Yeah. So there are some pretty pic- funny pictures of them at tourist destinations in China, if you guys are curious. And Maxi Cleaver seems like he's the most excited to get back to the Mavs because he basically <laughs> tweeted, like, and I love you, I miss you, photo collage to Luca. Well, that was also <laughs> the, so, so I know, I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but the Mavs were in Miami recently. And all the dudes who weren't there, which include Boban and 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 Kleba, like really seemed <laughs> they really seemed to be pissed that they were missing the Miami outing. Well, because wouldn't you rather be in Miami with like the young fun players? I mean, I would, I mean, but I can't. Like, like I I get all I get all like like paranoid when I see these guys in Miami tweeting pictures from the rooftops of these hotels and doing like i mean it legitimately looks fun you and i've both been to miami it's an awesome town and i i just can't get that out of my head when it's like oh they're they're having fun in miami because they can't have fun in dallas now i know that's not how this actually works it was a a team building exercise but like i i had a hard time taking any yeah but i had a hard time taking any level of enjoyment from that speaking of that it was really hilarious that in that one team photo the only person drinking soda was luca he just (laughs) He the, the, re, the reason that I like him is he he might as well be one of us because he's you know it, for as fit as he gets you can just still tell that like he he's that guy who 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 you know reaches for the end of the, or who reaches for the Whataburger as, as easily as possible. All right, what else you got? So I had that specifically, and Luca was double fisting. He had coffee with a bunch of empty sugar packets and then soda on the other side of him <laughs> on his plate, and I was like. Super healthy, <laughs> right? You know, I don't care if he's healthy or not. Um, he just needs to be—he needs to play well. He wants to drink soda. He's twenty; he can drink soda. It's true, and he's not going to uh, start the year with a with a, a shirt under his jersey like last year, which is the thing I want to talk about as often as possible because I feel like that's going to get lost to time. Like, like he no, was that baby fat chubby time. that he had to wear a shirt under his jersey. It's just magical. Yeah, I mean it. It's pretty impressive. Uh, the best thing to come out of this weekend in Miami was definitely Jalen Brimson's Instagram stories. I don't think they're there anymore, but they were no. hilarious because, first of all, they were making Luca say, like, pop culture phrases. And he has the strangest accent because he obviously has his Slovenian accent, but he also has, like, a little southern twang. And specifically, <laughs> he was trying to say, can I get one? And he was like, can I get one? It was like in the Slovenian accent too. It was so funny. Awesome. I absolutely approve of them being roommates on the boys trip. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to listen to his English because he, he knows Slovenian. He's fluent in Spanish. I think he knows another language besides English too. 
but it is a little bit funny to me for a guy who's been engrossed in in various cultures for a while he really does seem to to still struggle with aspects of English. And, you know, I'm sure Dirk was the same way in his second year because they were about the same age. But, like, at, at Dirk's tennis tournament this weekend, there were two other jokes about the guy's English, which was, like, it just feels like like bordering on kind of a low blow, but it's also really funny because he doesn't, you know, he's still learning the language and, you know, proper tenses, and English is a pain in the butt. Uh, but it, it's just, it's yeah, really English odd is hard, and it's harder it's harder from any language other than German. So Dirk okay. was actually a step ahead. And because Lucas speaks all of these other languages and English is a Germanic language, he's going to have a harder time picking it up because the construction of sentences is different in terms of where he places the nouns and the verbs. And English is just stupid. We all well, speak and he, English he and also, half the he, people can't do it. He clearly understands what's what's like he know like he understands when you're talking to him. It's just it's the it's the the some of the phrases back don't exactly connect in the, in the right ways, and it's just it it like leaves all open for for these guys' jokes. Anyways, I'm taking away from you. So so what else what else do we have? Okay, so if you want to talk more about Luca, Luca spent the summer at home in Europe, and he hung out in Slovenia for a lot of time. But what I particularly enjoyed was. He went on what was basically like a yacht tour of the Greek Isles with his girlfriend and his best friend, whose name is also Luca. <laughs> okay. And I am, I, I want to go there. Like I am all about the Greek Isles yacht trip with <laughs> the European basketball players. Like they just looked like they were having a lot of really like genuine fun. And mm-hmm. so I'm glad that in addition to all of his workouts this summer, he got to have fun. Yeah, to do those things and like hang out with his friends because I think that being transplanted to a totally different country when you're 19 probably sucks. And so it's good that he got that time to reconnect. And so I think he'll yeah, be happy coming back. And there was that that's the that back to back story by by Baxter Holmes of ESPN about youth basketball injuries and kind of like the hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I read that. I feel like that came out in early August or late. Yeah, it was it was late July. It was after summer league, and I I remember thinking I feel really guilty because for the you know the Mavs were done in in mid April. So you have end of April, you have May, you have June, you have part of July. During that whole time, the only thing we really saw from Luca was him on a boat, and it like it was really just him on a boat and. I, I remember like thinking to myself, I don't think I ever actually put this out there, but I was like really frustrated to a certain degree that I didn't see him ever working on his game. And then I saw, you know, that, that story from, from Baxter about just how awful, you know, some of these repetitive motion injuries are from people who have specialized from a very early point. Like Luke has been a professional basketball player since he was 13. Now his, his regimen and stuff was very, you know, strictly monitored in a way that like AAU basketball isn't, but he still played basketball forever. So I remember thinking to myself, like, like I, at, at that point, after reading the, the Baxter Holmes story, that I was actually really glad that he hadn't been playing ball all summer because, you know, he's he's obviously a specialist. He needs to and, and it you know, judging by the way he looks, he really seems like he's like kind of pulled his body into shape. He, he looked almost too skinny, um, but he, 
he he looked like he had come a long way and that was before he was even you know putting posting some of those like workout videos i just remember seeing photos of him like standing off the edge of the boat fishing and crap like that and that was that was really interesting to see so it's like i agree with you that he did end up you know it looks like he had a lot of fun and and that does in terms of like both like his mental health and really his physical well-being it's probably great that he did that uh you know for the long term because he's only 20 years he's still 20 years old yeah he's just turned 20 in february so yeah um so he's back in dallas now we all saw him at dirt tennis tournament over the weekend um but it also looks like from his instagram stories and his girlfriend's instagram stories that they got a house instead of living in the apartment Mm -hmm. um, which is good because the apartment was defunct there's a lot of like ikea and barely stocked whole food generic pantry Uh, with the occasional like like european meat product there was that one video yeah. of him like having a like whatever the heck that was that was pretty good but yes that that that'll probably be easier for him long term in terms of like living like an a, like an, an honest to god professional athlete not a a college kid because it really did it kind of looked like my it kind of looked like my sophomore year dorm room yeah um, but as we, everyone knows the most important part of Luca's home videos is his his girlfriend's dog whose name is Hugo mm. and Hugo is the cutest pomeranian. Um, and Luca has been playing with Hugo a ton. So his Instagram is a plus work right now. So what else do we have? Is there anything else on the, on the agenda? Did you catch, this isn't really Mav centric because, you know, Dennis Smith got traded from the team, uh, in, in late Jan- in late January for Kristaps Porzingis. But did you see like his, his very strange, like, like garage sale of Mav stuff? Did you see that this week? He did that twice. He did that earlier this summer, too. He did that in May. Yeah, it was so weird. It was like, I mean, I guess we all understand that players who play for an organization, they get tons of clothes and tons of workout clothes and tons of shoes and tons of branded gear. And obviously all that stuff has your name on it. And so what do you do with it when you get traded? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the answer to that is. But Dennis Smith's answer was to sell it all at a garage sale, which was like hilariously marketed on his Instagram stories that you had to text a random phone number to get mm-hmm. the location of the garage. <laughs> and then he was posting all these pictures of all the stuff that he was selling. It's cool stuff. I mean, yeah, but it's, he, and you know what? I don't know enough about his family situation before he came to college. He was one of those guys that took a cash payment to go to NC state. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there's a little bit of a, of a need, but like he, he makes, you know, a couple million dollars a year and like selling that stuff and then doing it over Instagram was just extremely tacky. Like the, I'm sure, you know, I, I hope he made good money for it. I hope, you know, he, he probably was who, whoever was doing it was probably keeping the money for him and he was just signal boosting. And, and I guess I can appreciate that, but it was just like, it's super weird to see. Like I've been watching basketball stuff for going on. I mean, I really, I really hardcore got into the Mavs in like 2000, 2001, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Now, I, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm really bad at social media, at least like like the things that started after Twitter. So I don't entirely know what the heck is going on. So it, maybe this has happened, but it just it, it felt really strange. someone else who we but, talked about on this podcast did that. Who? But it's not a good comparison, Lamar Odom. Oh yeah, well you know maybe he need, you know it, I, yeah. I, I don't want to begrudge anybody who thinks they who who thinks they want to make a little more money. Like that that is certainly not my place to do. So it's probably I should just stop talking. All right. You want to talk about something more cheerful? Yes. Okay, so we talked about Hugo. 
Um, if you want to see other cute dogs of Maverick, uh, <laughs> maybe you don't, but maybe you do. Ryan Brokoff has a really cute one-year-old dog named Leo, and he's Hugo's best friend. And when they travel, <laughs> oftentimes Ryan's wife and Luca's girlfriend get the dog together, dogs together to play. And that's really cute. So keep an eye out on that. But a new surprise dog who is coming in from the rookie, Isaiah Roby, he has a Brindle Bull Terrier whose name is Max. Ooh, and he's adorable. Okay. okay. Isaiah Roby shooting up the charts and my personal preferences because I like those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's the important content that people need to know about. I don't oh, think I actually did didn't know that. Summer, except for play on the summer league team. Well, he did some really cool stuff with Habitat for Humanity and via Mavs Care. Like that's if if there's one area. Oh that yeah, he I, has been their face. Yeah, the 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 he one thing. Powell. If you don't follow Mavs Care on Twitter, I recommend everybody do so. Like all of these, a lot of these professional teams do very interesting stuff. Um, in terms of of professional uh, of in terms of like community service and giving back, and it's not it's rarely covered by the national media. It's kind of rarely covered by the local media, but they do it anyways. And like that's the sort of thing I think that that in terms of you know focusing on it, I I hope Mavs Moneyball is able to do that a little more this year, just because those sorts of things are like really impactful and they really humanize the players in ways that that you know they should be. Like I I I was and have always been like tremendously hard on, on certain guys like Harrison Barnes in the past. And, you know, he was such like, like he was such a good player for the, you know, for the community and for the organization during kind of a tough time. And then, you know, the things that he and his wife like openly talked about, like their struggles with childbirth and things like that, or, uh, and, and getting pregnant, like that's, that sort of stuff is just really interesting to, to, you know, to, to pay attention to if you want to get to know the players a little more. So I, I do recommend everybody do that. So do, what, what else do we have here before we, uh, before we close out? So if you're going to talk about philanthropy. Chris Porzingis also did an NBA cares event at the children's hospital in New York. And so that was good to see, good to see him doing a little bit of good. Um, kind of wish it was in Dallas, but right. what can you do? Um, oh, Josh Reeves who is the breakout player who the Mavs signed on a two-way after mm-hmm. Summer League, right? Yep. He is still unverified by Instagram. <laughs> okay. So he's a plebe like the rest of us, even though nice. he says, like, I play for the Dallas Mavericks and, and all this stuff. Verify him? <laughs> nope. So if you want to get in on the ground floor, you can okay. follow him on his unverified Instagram account. I'm pretty sure it's him because <laughs> – who is impersonating him, number one. And number two, it's like pictures of like his family. So, sure. Yep. Good times. Um, Boban also got married over the summer. Boban. He got married July 14th. Boban Marjanovic. It's the one name I can yeah. say correctly. Yeah. He got married. Okay. I didn't know wedding. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. July 14th. His wife is beautiful. A plus work. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's apparently like amazing. He is. I think I think you're gonna get a lot of social media enjoyment out of him. He he seems to be like so many big guys are just not comfortable in their own skin. It's kind of a hallmark, and he definitely is one. I mean, he's one of the biggest people on the planet, and he just he seems to be just really at home being himself. Well, good. I'm glad he his Instagram is lovely. It's very sparse but populated with good posts. Well, before so, we get on out of here. People. 
before we get out of here and you and I go back to, I think we need to watch the latest episode of uh, Succession and I don't know, maybe Brooklyn Nine Nine. What uh, what are your what are your hopes for for the Mavericks this year, both kind of on the court and through your own, uh, you know, your background of social media enjoyment? Um, you know, I'm always here for the dog content when people <laughs> post pictures with their dogs. Like that's like my most liked instagram thing like if you want me to click like on your instagram post a picture of your dog um so i always like to see those um it was rumored last year that dwight powell had like a little white fluffy dog like he was spotted walking it repeatedly yeah from that though that was confirmed by by former mavs moneyball beat man bryce and it ended up being kind of an awkward situation that bryce tried to suss out where i think it ended up being dwight's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend i don't know the full story and frankly i didn't want to know it because that's one of those things where girlfriends and ex-girlfriends in the nba are not something you want to know about so that was that was kind of one of those deals absolutely false (laughs) you don't click enough instagram links you want to know about it is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes. I want to know about it. I want to know about all of Devin Booker's baby mamas. I want to know about everyone's girlfriends and everyone's dogs. This is what social media is for. You're supposed to get to know the players who you're watching on the court in different ways. See, I just, there's certain aspects of these guys that I don't want to know. Like I like watching them play basketball, but like certain aspects of their personal lives where I'm just like, this is, I don't. I didn't want to know that you believed that the Earth was flat, or I didn't want to know that that you you know give give credence to to nine eleven conspiracy theories. Like some of these guys, like just because no, they're great basketball, but that's the way this stuff dips in a hurry. That's why, like, I'm so like reluctant. I just want to see the picture of Seth Curry's bachelor party where they're holding up the life size poster of Doc Rivers, right? <laughs> like that's the, that's what I'm here for. Because everyone wants a life-size picture of their father-in-law at their bachelor party. And everyone wants to see Ryan Brokaw shooting one-armed shots with his baby in his other arm. And everyone wants to see things like J.J. Barea rehabbing and Tim Hardaway Jr. posting 800 pictures with his dad. (laughs) That's what social media is for. Then, then, then maybe you need to join Mavs Moneyball as a social media correspondent because we just we don't have this stuff. So, so this you you, you really nobody you, you might have stuff. convinced Mavs me. Mavs are underfollowed. If any of these people played in New York or in LA, like all of these things would be like public knowledge. Go like that Doc Rivers thing would have gone viral one hundred percent if Seth Curry had played somewhere else. That's true. Like, that's hilarious, and it appeals to multiple fan bases, and people need to know. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're gonna get on out of here. And if you, uh, you know, if you have to, we appreciate you uh, listening this far into the podcast. And if you've uh, listened this far, if you want to follow my wife on Twitter, her name she's Marys is judging you. So M A R Y S judging you. And her uh, avatar is uh, Ariel uh, uh, from the Little Mermaid. And, you know, she, she, she's not on social media too much, except to occasionally zing me or call me a moron, which, you know, if, if you followed me long enough, that's that that can be good content. Uh, if uh, and again, if you've listened this far, I want you to go, you know, look up uh, Mavs Moneyball on your whatever podcast you're downloading. Look up the Mavs Moneyball podcast and give us five stars. This has been the Kirk, your enthusiasm podcast. I want you all to have a good week and I will see you when we get back.